Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. This month we're talking about April. And I don't know about you, but April felt a whole lot better than March. <laughs> yes. <laughs> March, I feel like, was kind of that turning point where no one knew what was happening and we had no idea what to expect. And there was pretty dramatic shifts in the last two weeks of March. And April was this time, at least for us, where I felt like we were letting go of some things, embracing some things, attempting to come into a new rhythm. I don't like to say new normal because... Lord knows I don't necessarily want this to be how things continue, Mm -hmm. but figuring out what it meant to operate our business in this kind of new environment. Yeah, I feel that way too. I feel like a lot of when we talked about our last profit report, a lot of it was just kind of like, well, whatever happened is going to happen. But April, I think, is showing a little bit of effects of us making some tiny intentional decisions in March that helped set the stage for April. I think a lot of businesses were making small pivots and little tweaks here and there, releasing maybe new or lower price products. And we decided, and I think we, I don't know, feel like we have this conversation every single week, but it's really funny. We decided to lean into what was already working. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. You guys, we talk about focus a lot. And even in our own business, struggle to continue kind of on that path. But especially during this kind of crazy time, we could have focused on other areas of our business and still had focus. But to us, it made sense to lean in what was kind of naturally performing better in this bizarre, weird time. And for us, that meant leaning into growing the shop rather than pushing our signature program. And while our signature program is amazing, a $2,000 investment when no one knows what the economy is doing or if you're going to have a job next week 
is kind of a lot to expect of someone, but a $47 a month commitment to help someone improve their marketing when they need to market now more than ever, it's what they needed. And we knew we could help. Well, and I think, honestly, I personally didn't make the decision based off what to focus on based on price. I have always been and will always be the person that's like, literally, when someone is in debt, they will still spend $10,000 on something that they believe will truly change their life or $500 or $5. Like literally the amount doesn't matter. I will always stand by that. And I know there are people who are still selling premium price products at this time. And some people who are releasing premium products at this time. So don't take that as like, if that's working for you, you're doing something wrong. Or like, if Mm -hmm. that's what you want to try to work on, you're doing something wrong. I think, you know, and we've mentioned this a lot, but like, We've been trying to make different decisions within our company about what is currently working, yes, and at the same time, what feels the most fun. And the shop for that has been that for us, continues to be that for us. And so I think we, I don't know, we're able to use this whole pandemic as a really cool reframe of like, no, actually, this is the thing that we really want to focus on. If we had to cut everything else, we would. So like, let's try it and like run into this full steam ahead. And I it felt really good. Oh, it felt excellent. I felt like, well, I think there was a couple things that had to happen for us to be able to do that. So while yes, everything you said is true. I know for me, I had to do a lot of mindset work and I had to change the kind of people I was surrounding myself with. Not just like, oh, I'm just going to drop these friendships. Not like that. It was literally (laughs) like, where am I spending my entertainment time or like my time outside of work? Because there was so much happening in the world. It was really easy to get sucked down a media rabbit hole and spend a lot of time learning about everything going on in the world. Well, I think you brought this up with Jessica and I took what she said and tried to see where I could apply it to my own life as well, because it was that awakening for me. And I'm hoping it'll be this for listeners who maybe missed it. But Abby was sharing about how, oh, sometimes I have to take media breaks because I watch, you know, the news to try to stay educated and informed, et cetera, et cetera. And Jess was like, great, great, great. All of that's awesome. Yes, take the breaks. Yes, be informed. Yes, be educated. But also I want you to ask yourself, are you actually watching that for entertainment? Because there are other ways to educate and inform yourself that aren't draining. And so for Abby, I think it like shifted something in your headspace, but it was really good for me too, to be like, Oh, I'm telling myself I'm doing this for this reason. But is it actually serving a different reason that I need to kind of like shift or let go of right right now? Yes. And so for me, I had to do a couple of things, not just change the amount of time I was spending absorbing media content, but I even had to kind of shift the environments I was spending time in because Well, I totally get that this has a dramatic impact on certain industries and certain types of business. I knew that our business could not just sustain, it could grow during this time. But if I continue to surround myself with people that saw this as such a huge detriment to them and like had this like negative energy around what they were doing, it was going to bring me down. 100%. And so I had to cut some things 
out of my feed, out of my free time, out of the conversations I was having. And I instead poured into when I wasn't working into things that truly just brought me up, like increased my energy, made me feel like I was having fun. And it took being a little bit creative because it's not like I could go to Target on Wednesday and walk around. I started doing more things at home and, you know, trying new things. I went and did what every millennial did, I think, in the month of April, and I made sourdough. (laughs) (laughs) And joined TikTok. (laughs) And you guys, I spent way too much time on TikTok. Let's be honest. Although I will say with that, I very specifically decided not to create and not to turn it into work. I have created what we call, I call now our night, night tiki talkies. <laughs> we do them in bed. And like, I mean, it's not, I don't say like, I allow us to be on our phones, but like, you know, sometimes we like to, we don't have phones in our room. We don't have a TV in our room or whatever, but we like our night, night tiki talkies. And so we do like 20, 30 minutes of night, night tiki talkies. And literally this is what happens. This is a funny sidebar. So we both have AirPods now. We lay in bed with our own AirPods in watching our TikToks and like every 30 seconds, I'm like, oh, you have to watch this one. And he's like, oh, you have to watch this one. And so we'll take out one earbud and give it to the other person and like rewatch a TikTok and then keep scrolling and oh, you have to watch this one. Oh, man. (laughs) You guys. But I have to say that just that change of headspace, I think, made a massive difference. We spent less time worrying (laughs) and more time just pouring into what was working. And I want to bring up a very specific thing I was talking about in our Facebook group, because I think it's super relevant here is I asked like, would you guys rather have a one-time stellar launch or would you prefer consistent growth? And I will say the vast majority of y'all wanted consistent growth, but it made me really question, is one really better than the other? What actually is most helpful? And I think people make out consistent growth to be this thing that can just like naturally happen if you have all these systems in place and like you create evergreen products and things just like sell by themselves. Um, no. (laughs) spoiler alert it was kind of funny our operations manager commented and she's like honestly I kind of like launching because then when you're not launching you can chill out but when you're focused on consistent growth it's kind of like you're never done launching and you just keep going it's a good point I don't know which I prefer but I will say I almost commented like three times on that post but I don't know I feel like for me my answer is more of like what am I feeling like in that season because like I love the high of a launch the energy of a launch it feels like a party it's really exciting I feel like you can try something super unique and it doesn't necessarily have to be a sustainable well thought out like marketing tactic or strategy like just try it to see. So that part's really fun for me, but like filled in with a lot of gaps of consistent growth so I can take breaks. Yeah. And I really think that consistent growth, you can create it in a bunch of different industries doing a bunch of different things. But I will say for us, I think what's probably worked the most 
has been this membership model because we can grow our MRR, our monthly reoccurring revenue. But you have to keep in mind churn, you guys, which is like a whole nother thing. And I'm not necessarily going to spend a whole bunch of this episode talking about it. But churn, if you're trying to grow your business, churn is like putting a hole in a bucket that you're trying to fill up. And it's just like streaming out the other side. And ideally, you just want one hole and not a whole colander of holes. (laughs) I've seen. Well, we've had both. (laughs) We've had both for sure. The trying to plug up those holes and like find a solution to keep people really happy and like focused on member success. And so I would say more than anything, there was like this shift. And I really can, I will tell you, I think a lot of it was like this like domino effect. And I think the starting point for us was when we had Ward on the podcast to talk about customer support. And there was a conversation following that, that I think just kind of made a shift where we were spending our time and attention, way less time on sales, way more time on helping you guys see results. Y'all, it's so good. It's so good. I feel really solid about it. So let's talk about some of the numbers because I know you guys are always curious. And then I want to wrap up the episode at the end and talk a little bit about creating a monthly budget because I had a really solid question that was asked in the group that I want to make sure we address. Cool. So our biggest area of income, I suppose, in the month of April was sponsorship. I think so many people don't realize that you don't have to sell the things to your customers necessarily in order to grow your business. Yeah, I feel like I've said this before, but I'll say it again. And this is 100% going to be tooting our own horn, but I want you guys to copy everything we did when it comes to this. Very early on, we started trying to figure out, and it started small, How can we get stuff that we need paid for? And I think it was that mentality early on that led us to working with other businesses and brands early, early on. And we've never been in the headspace of, oh, we're too small to reach out to this person or that person. It's always been like, does our audience need this tool, whether it be a software service, like literally anything? Do we use it and love it? How can we get it in front of more people and it be a mutually beneficial relationship? It's been that conversation since day one, whether it's been an affiliate link in a blog post or a full blown like collaboration relationship, it doesn't matter. And I think it's been that skill that we've obviously gotten better at over the years that has truly helped make this such a big piece of our business as it is now. Yeah, last year sponsorship took up about 23% of our overall business. In the month of April, it made up 30% of our income. And we see this come in in ebbs and flows. It just really depends on when payments are processed or when contracts or are signed. People come in, yeah. Yeah. So you may see this drop off of our report frequently. <laughs> yeah. But like it doesn't mean that there's not constant work towards it. We we have a person on our team that that's their main role where they're focused on continuing to foster those relationships and figuring out ways for us to partner. And I love it because here's what happens when we have excellent brand partnerships. Y'all get more help from more people. 
Your job gets easier every single time we partner with a quality brand. And because they are paying to be a part of it, we get to focus more on creating free, amazing content for y'all and less on trying to like sell and fill the gap. So this podcast literally wouldn't exist if sponsorship wasn't a part of our business. And we said like month one, our very first goal with this podcast, get it paid for itself as soon as possible so we can keep doing it. And we did that like within the first quarter of having this podcast. Three years later. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Strategy Academy continues to be a large part of our business, which I would sure hope it would be Mm -hmm. when (laughs) we are doing so much not just promote it, but to really foster excellent relationships in our community. Our monthly Strategy Academy coaching calls are like one of my my favorite things. And they, I feel like just keep getting better and better. Like the questions are amazing. The same people like keep coming back to those. So I'm getting to build on more of what I know about them and their business. So we get to go deeper within their questions. Like so good. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. 
I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. If you guys are curious more about that program or what it could do for your business, I definitely recommend checking out bossproject.com slash watch. We have a free webinar that is really focused on identifying the mistakes you're making in your business and creating that roadmap. I see a bunch of new business babies come in and you're like, I don't know where to start. I just want to make money. I have a ton of ideas and I don't really know how to hone it down. And that is where I would for sure start with that. Now, Trello has made up you know, anywhere from 5% to 30% of our (laughs) monthly income. But I will say just because we made more dollar bills Mm -hmm. in the month of April, Trello made up less percent, which that that's just how math works, guys. (laughs) So we didn't make less money with Trello, we just made more money overall. So Trello only made up 9% of our overall revenue in the month of April. 9% of our overall revenue from a $29 product. I don't know. I still think it's so funny. (laughs) It's funny to me every time. Now, I know we had this question recently pop up in a coaching call and I wanted to like quickly touch on it. I think it probably deserves a whole other episode, but what's your take on when someone should create a tiny offer? What is my take on that? This is a whole other podcast episode. So I'm going to give you guys my one sentence. It's going to be a cliffhanger and you're going to have to come back. Listen, your first offer should not be your tiny offer. Fight me. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. Come back for more. We will have a follow-up episode very soon. I I keep promising you guys episodes, so I'm going to... Write it down. I I did. I wrote it down. It's happening. Don't even worry about it. It's not for everyone, but when it's inserted in the right part of your business at the right time, it can be kind of magical. Okay. Now let's talk about our baby. Our baby. (laughs) You guys... This product didn't exist last year. And between our membership and our individual sales, it's over 32% of our business. What? (laughs) I just, it's still, it continues to be amazing. The results that our members are getting, the results that the membership is giving us, the fun, the conversation, like all of it. I think it's been really funny because I know we've talked about here how we've had to kind of address or readdress, like reset new goals for the shop because we exceeded what we set and then we exceeded what we reset. 
And then we had the conversation with member space all about supporting members and something clicked with us and we even refocused. And I think it's so funny because for us, when we create like a new product, that's not a membership, because that's what we have the most experience creating is we, it's not that we try to have it perfect beforehand, but we, we have a lot of the kinks worked out. Like what does the funnel look like? And here's the product and here's the coaching calls or here's the group or here's whatever. And we have a lot of those answers figured out with the shop. It was kind of like, let's open the doors and see what happens. Like, what do our people need? And we're letting that kind, we're letting you guys guide what's provided in there and what's coming out to support you and your business and your marketing. And so on the same sense where it feels like it's never ending in the sense of like, there's always something new that could be made for it. That doesn't feel overwhelming to me. No, but I strongly believe that has to do with the fact that we're focused on support and marketing and not focused on the actual creation of the content. 10,000%. And at other points in our business, that just wouldn't have been possible. Right. Because I think otherwise that churn, that like constant piece would have been real overwhelming but for like the right person like that's why I think Tara is so excellent in this role because she gets so excited she just she's okay so she's working on the next drop already you guys it's like constant we're always on the next I'm so excited for it (laughs) but she's working on it and she's like oh like I get to work on this today and I'm so pumped and like, like she was just bubbly about it. Well, and I think it's so funny because it's the same feeling for me when I make new earrings where it's like, oh, this is my new favorite. Oh, this pattern's my new favorite. Oh, this color is my new favorite. And it's that every single month with Tara creating stuff or us coming up with new ideas. And then when we get to share them with you guys, I'm like, oh, no, 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 this one's my new favorite. <laughs> What's your favorite right now? Those share highly shareable social media graphics that you can share on Instagram on yeah, your Instagram feed. I literally love them. I love them because it's a marketing tool that's working right now. I love them because they're so beautiful. I love them because they're unique. They're so easy to do. And you guys, I did a demo inside of our Facebook group, and you can see it on our IGTV, how to edit these graphics on your iPad. And I will do another version as soon as Apple updates their system. I'll have to check. Oh, I figured out how to fix it. I'll show you. Is it working? Okay, great. I'm going to do another demo next week. This is not relevant to you guys time-wise because I don't know when you're listening. But at some point, I'm going to do another demo on how to edit from your phone because that's how I... Hashtag lazy marketing, lazy business owner over here in all the best ways. So I love that. Yeah, because do you guys realize you can literally make these from your phone? Like on your phone. You can literally download them from your phone, have them open on your phone in Canva, edit them with your fat little fingers, save them, post them. All while you're pooping. All while you're pooping. It's amazing. Poop marketing at its finest. (laughs) (laughs) Effective poop marketing. <laughs> it's no no more constipated marketing, you guys. Stop it. <laughs> Sorry. I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. Okay. Well, seriously, the shop has been this breath of fresh air and I love it. And like I said, over 32% when you combine the two. Now, we have seen the shift finally where I'm feeling good about it, where I think people are starting to get that the membership makes more sense than the individual sales. So our individual yeah. sales are dropping slightly, which is fine. but they're still 
they're still significant. Yeah. And this could be a whole podcast episode in of itself too, of us just like being like, this is odd about our membership. This is something that we're still learning. That's one of the things that continues to surprise me when we first launched the shop and we had so many one-off template sales. And then the second month we had so many one-off template sales. And so like, we've definitely done some learning on like, okay, are we making it really clear that there's a membership? Are we making it clear of like why you should join? So like, yes, that stuff, but we're seeing the, you know, the lessening of the one-off sales, but it's still just, it's buyer behaviors is something I always am obsessed with because it changes per season. It changes per product. It changes with your messaging, everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I'll quickly kind of run through our main components. So our cost of goods sold were 20% compared to 36% the month before. Really, our cost of goods sold stayed the same. We just made more money. (laughs) And our contractors, similarly, we paid out just about the same amount. But this month, it was 20% instead of 36%. And Emily and I are... We need a raise. (laughs) Oh my God, girl. It's like, that's a whole nother story. But only 9% of our income went to Emily and I. But can I be a contractor again? (laughs) Oh, no. No, No, you can't. (laughs) Unless you want to give me your half of the business. (laughs) Probably a bad idea for you. Just saying. Okay, so before we get to profit, I want to quickly talk about creating a monthly budget because this conversation came up when when I was asking do you guys want consistent growth or do you want a one-off launch and you know one person was talking about well I'd love to have this amazing launch so it could make this much money that would cover six months of expenses and my medical insurance and my like the list she had was it was a lot. So a hundred thousand dollar launch or like, what are we talking here? I was like, well, and that's what I said. I said, do you know what the number is? Like if this amount would allow you to quit your job, regardless if it's in a launch or you're like working up to it and saving for it, do you actually know what the number is? She said, no. Mm -hmm. And then I had another conversation with someone else who was like, I'd love to get to the point where like, I know what like my minimum monthly sales need to be so that I'm creating the profit I want and I can get paid what I want. And I said, do you know what the number is? Mm -hmm. No. And she said, no. And I said, okay, okay, friends, let's talk about that. So y'all, I know you don't like numbers. I know. I know I am like one of the few people on the planet that actually enjoys this biz. I could probably, if I wanted to be an accountant, I am, that's disgusting. I, I would get bored and it wouldn't be quite creative enough for me. And so I'd probably get burnout, but I, of course your prettiest profit and loss statement you've ever seen in your life, but I am, I could do it. I could totally, I could do it. So let's talk about why you need a budget. Here's what happens when you need a budget or when you have a budget. When you have a budget, you have identified how much money you're spending in certain areas of your business so that you know how many sales you need to bring in to pay for all of those things and pay you and make a profit. It's literally working backwards so that you understand what you're shooting for because here's what happens when you have that budget in place. You can log into your Stripe or wherever your sales come in. 
And you can look at your overall sales and know at a glance, did the last week, did you make enough? Did you hit your goals? Did you do what you needed to do to pay yourself the way you want to be paid? Because if you don't have that number, it makes running your business very difficult. So Emily and I know our number and we've had the same number since January. And we said, we need to consistently hit this number month over month over month. Now, Mm -hmm. we've been growing our business between 10 and 15% every single month. And a large part of that has to do with the membership because since January, we're like well over 8x that reoccurring monthly revenue. And I fully anticipate it's going to double again in the next 60 to 90 days. And so, I feel like that was a lot of numbers all at the same time, but (laughs) doubling 60 days, 90 days, eight X over the square root of pi. (laughs) (laughs) But okay, really guys, here's how simple it can be. Okay. I want you to go in to your credit card statement or your bank account, wherever you're seeing those expenses. I want you to identify every single expense that you have on a monthly basis And every single expense you have on an annual basis, and I want you to know what they are. I do. Do you? Because you made me a spreadsheet. It's true. I can't tell you off the top of my head, but I can look at the spreadsheet and then tell you. Yeah. But having that information... I haven't made it into a budget yet. So like what you're saying, I haven't done. But it was funny because it was like, I was thinking the other day about... Because I just get panicky about is with my earring business, sometimes I need like some more clay. So I'll spend $30. And then sometimes I just need to order more boxes and it's $150. And those things add up. And so I know that I will have it paid for because I don't buy it until I need it. And then I have a stock, but it's it like stresses me out sometimes where I'm like, I just bought like seven things that were all like these random most miscellaneous amounts and I'm going to run out of money and all this stuff. But I don't, I have it there. But I think having the budget and having some way to be able to check against that budget every time I make a purchase would be helpful. We'll see. And that's why a budget could be massively helpful for regardless of the type of business. So for us, our cost of goods sold on average, make up 20 to 30% of our monthly budget. A large portion of that is advertising. If you don't have advertising, your cost of goods sold may be way lower. But if you're running a product based business like Emily, and you got you know, earring backs and boxes and tissue paper and packaging and labels. And, and occasionally, you're gonna have to replace that printer that prints stuff out and like the cricket and like all the supplies. There's a lot that goes into making your product. And so what might be helpful is instead of like waiting to restock certain things, you say, I'm going to spend X amount a month or less and kind of have it be more habitual so it's more spread out and more even so you have more predictable room in your budget. And then if you're paying other people, we suggest anywhere between 20 to 30% going to outside contractors. As your business grows, I mean, at the very beginning, you may be paying yourself up to 50% of your total overall income. Right now, since our business is bigger and we have a lot of other people we're paying, right now it's, like I said, it's more like 
10 to 15 percent I do think that'll go back up as like we create more margin it's not ever going to be 50 percent again like that would literally be insane but it's 50 percent for my earring business yeah and so but you knowing what those numbers are is going to help you and so someone was like well how do you adjust for wanting to get paid more you just redo the budget You just re-figure out, okay, if I wouldn't pay myself an extra $1,000 a month, how much do I need to be making overall? If you're only taking 50%, you might say, well, to make an extra $1,000, I need to make an extra $2,000 a month. And so knowing and understanding what that means. I'm going to mess with some numbers today. Yeah, girl. If you need help, you know where I live. I do. <laughs> Except I haven't actually seen you in person. I know. What, since January? Did we see each other in January? Oh, yeah. At Penny's party. Was that the last time? Are you kidding me? Penny's birthday party. January 4th. You guys, we live like 20 minutes from each other. And well, I mean, hashtag quarantine. It literally right, made it impossible right. for yeah, many if months. we didn't see each other in February, then there were, then that's just that. <laughs> then that's that just, gone. that's what happened, y'all. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, that pink eye, which kept me away from everyone. So, our budget accounts for us making 30% profit. So, if we hit our budget... We should make 30% profit month over month. And we've told you guys again and again and again and again and again and again that that's our goal. (laughs) In this month, we hit our budget, but we also made more income than we anticipated. So we went, we exceeded our income, but our expenses stayed the same. So, which is the dream scenario? Exceed that <laughs> income, keep your expenses the same. <laughs> our profit. It's what our bookkeeper has been yelling at us to do for like two years. Well, you know, you know, it's a little different when you are doing it at this volume. I really think we would have got our shit together way sooner if we were making less money, but it's a lot. There's which a lot that's of a whole mind fuck in and of itself, guys. For real. Anyway, let me make less money so I can make more money. It's a long story we need to do. I'll write it down. Write whole it episode. Down. It'll be a money inception podcast. Make less money to make more profit. I mean, for real though. Okay. Would you like to announce? Yes. Just for clarity's sake. In the month of March when, you know, shit show happened two weeks into the month. The last two weeks we had a six. Eh, I don't remember. It was 30 or 60, regardless, ridiculous amount of increase in accounts receivable issues. Oh, my God. It was like 8,000%. <laughs> Turned the ship around in <sighs> April. Drum roll, please. What was our profit? 45 freaking percent. Oh, my <laughs> gravy train. I, I would drop my mic if it wouldn't hurt you guys' ears. You guys, I nearly cried when I saw that because I won't show you because you would probably be concerned. (laughs) But this year compared to last year, it's just... Is last year even a blip on the radar? (laughs) Like, does it even show up on the graph compared to this? Last year sucked. Last year was just a blur. We made so many mistakes. We made so many mistakes. Like, there's just no other even last year. What happened? I don't want to know. I don't know. But, well, and I think someone very clearly said this, and I'll say to you guys, 
Someone said, are you the kind of person that knows all of the numbers in your business? Or are you the kind of person that just randomly checks your bank account to make sure there's still dollar bills in there? <laughs> I'm the second person. We, we know. <laughs> I'm the first person. But the problem is, I wasn't trained to run a business. Right. Like, I, I didn't go to, I have well, a business you can know minor. And still fuck it up. <laughs> yeah. I can know what they are and still not understand all their implications or what they mean. Or I can make false projections based on things that are true, but, you know, circumstances can change and the world is different. And yeah. <sighs> so I feel like I've learned a lot in the last year about how to better manage the finances of our business. Emily is very happy that things have taken a shift. Yep. <laughs> but you guys, if you have not yet created a budget for your business, please do it. Send me a screenshot. Take a snap of you working on your like little Google sheet, like smirk with it. Tag us on Instagram. Let us know you're working on your numbers. We want to hear how much profit you guys are making. Yes. And we'll share you guys over on our stories. Bye. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.